promoting WRKM broadcasts for mature audiences only, and especially this week as we talk about love and all the different stages of love. Some physical stuff might get talked about, so you don't want the kids finding out about things before it's their time. You know, you want them to stay innocent, not hear about the old rusty trombone, cheap joke, but rusty trombone does make people laugh. You don't want them hearing about the the Marty Jannetty, the you know superstar Billy Graham. I'm just making sums up, but there's probably sums up, sums up. There's probably a bunch of them out there. People are just willy-nilly making up new moves all the time, sexually. So who knows? Who knows? Um, so get your kids away from the TV. Don't let them be digging into this episode of darkness because this is going to get pretty freaky deaky maybe. Or maybe it might be harsh. I don't know. You know what? Let them watch it. Let the kids watch it. Let them get prepared. Let's be honest. There's more sex on Twitter now. There's porn on Twitter. You can find porn on Twitter. It's available. So fuck it. Why not? Let the kids watch. Let them learn a thing or two about the thing we call love. It's Saturday night. It's the talks we can't have when the sun is up. Good evening. I'm Ralphie Martinez, and this will end in darkness. Love in the darkness. We're back again. Every Valentine's Day, we take an hour to just talk about the great thing that's love. We give advice in love during the darkness, and that will be no different this evening. We know a lot of you struggle with love, and that's unfortunate. Um, But we here have mastered it, I think. I think we're pros. I think we're top of the line guys here. I I know I'm a top of the line guy. I'm definitely a guy who could be considered top of the line, depending on what the, what division I'm in. And that's always the key. Be aware of what division you're in. And we all can't be heavyweights. Some of us are middleweights, you know, or traditionally junior heavyweights, but, me and the revolution agree, middleweight is a better term. But you never know what division you're in. Maybe you're in the nerdy division. Can you be the best nerdy lover? Maybe you can. Some of us might be in the best podcaster um, category. 
Could I be a great podcasting lover? I don't even know what that would include. Definitely has to include some audio files and ASMR type shit. Know your division and then figure out how you can win it. Not all of us are, you know, Matt Damon. It's a bit of a dated, handsome guy. Not all of us are Austin Butler. Let's go more young, with hip with the kids, what they know. I'm not an Austin Butler. I can never be an Austin Butler. Could I psychologically damage myself to where I speak like Elvis for the rest of my life? Totally can. I think I'm very much a stem cell. If you were to put me in Antarctica, I would probably become a penguin. I really feed off the vibes. They call that being an empath. I, that's not real to me. That sounds like horseshit. Because if I'm an empath, how come I can't absorb joy when I'm really depressed? See? This is why you do love in the darkness. We're talking about the hard parts. Um, But no, I can't be an Austin Butler. He's very handsome, very talented. I'm moderately talented. I do have a, a good rant here or there. I'm not someone who would, I wouldn't put myself in the top 10 ranters in the world. Definitely top 10 in Ridgewood. Maybe Bushwick, possibly Brooklyn. Definitely not the best in the city. Colin Quinn still lives here, so I think he's got me beat. But shout out to, you know, California, Texas, New York. Florida, our top four markets. We got North Virginia, North Virginia. We have North Carolina, dog. And we have Virginia and West Virginia. You see what's happening to me little by little? I'm starting to forget the states. I'm starting to forget the things that really matter to me. Podcast demographics. But that's because love is very overbearing. And it's a very huge topic to speak about. It clouds everything. It clouds judgments. It definitely clouds bank accounts. Which is, you know, which goes to territory. It's a resource exchange, really. You're good looking enough for me to share resources with. Here we are. You know, you're interesting enough to share resources with because, you know, we have good conversations. So I will share my resources with you. Here's my money that we bring in together in a household as we talk about watching the Americans for the third time. It's a it, Thomas Sowell always said there are no solutions, just trade-offs. And relationships are the ultimate trade-off. But typically on these shows, we answer your questions. What do you feel? about life and love and where are you at in your situation I try to give advice as best I can I wouldn't say I'm a love doctor a love nurse maybe a love practice what practitioner medical practitioner is that like the next little thing or is that in between nurse and doctor I don't know the medical field I've always lived adjacent to it just never Never picked it up. Or am I a love dentist? You know, I just find the cavities and fill them. We'll find out. Find out. One of the first questions we got. Everyone went anonymous this year, which I appreciate. 
everyone went anonymous. Because in our past episodes, when people have given their real name, let's just say some relationships fall apart. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. But I wouldn't say it was our advice's fault for why they didn't make it. They were already damaged relationships. I just came in and was the bulldozer. I took down the rest of the building. You know, I was the building seven of their relationship. Just the last straw, you know. No offense if you lost someone in building seven. Um, but it is a suspect building, though, am I right? You know, like, even I, like, I stretch. I didn't really question 9-11 official story because I'm a sheep, but building seven's a little weird. It's a little weird. First question um, comes from a nice young lady. She made to, she made sure to describe herself as well, but I will not read such filth on this program. She was hot. All right. The way she described herself was, was hot. All right. Telling like Salma Hayek hot. The way she described herself hot. Real hot. But she is currently the mistress of a famous politician. And she's a little upset that the politician won't leave his wife to be with her. And I think it, 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 really, it really comes down to what the agreement was. Did he ever mention leaving his wife? Well, if he hasn't, then he's not going to leave her for you. Your side booty. You shouldn't be complaining at your side booty to a politician. You, you should be happy about it. You're, prov you're providing a real community service. That man is stressed throughout his day with multiple decisions on laws that could change his district, maybe a state, maybe the country. And sometimes he's got to get off. Don't we all have to get off? Am I wrong here? There are people who are, who are probably watching this going, I got to get off. Like, I'm not going to watch the rest of this. I got to get off now. I'll come back to this, which I understand. Getting off is very important. I would never begrudge someone trying to get off. But I will begrudge someone if they promise something they didn't plan on delivering. You can't tell a woman you might leave your wife for her. You can't. There's no might there. You have to commit. But I've known men who tried to pull this move and it doesn't work because you're never going to commit to it. And that false hope then becomes expectation. And you're going to have to live up to it at some point. Going to have to. And that's the thing with politicians. They lie all the time. So, you know, they probably get into a situation where they don't even know they're lying. They're just lying on command. And he just tossed that one out to her. Like, yeah, I'll leave my wife. But you can't no sell that one. There is no filibuster for the leaving wife to mistress scenario when you've brought the bill to the floor. You're going to have to vote on it. But she was asking me how could she get him to leave his wife. And I'm like, well, there's nothing she could really do. Because the problem is, as a mistress, even if you blackmailed him, he's still government. So they'll take you out before they get rid of him. He has value, real societal value. You're just the mistress. 
You know, I'm not saying, you know, a woman's worthless, but in this situation, she is. Because he's a politician. He's a real person. She's just a mistress. And Marilyn, listen, they, they popped Marilyn Monroe, dude. So, like, do you think you're better than Marilyn Monroe? I, I don't think so. Most political mistresses now don't even add up to a Marilyn Monroe. None of them look great. You know? And it's very chauvinistic view, probably. But some of these mistresses just now? They ain't worth breaking up a marriage for. I always get confused by it. Monica Lewinsky now. Bombshell. Bombshell. Monica Lewinsky then? Mm-hmm. You know? Depends on what you're used to. That's that's kind of a thing with some men. Like, sometimes you always see these, like, big celebrity couples. How, how do you cheat on her? She's so hot. But for him, it's not about... The look of it, it's just at that moment he had to get off. And so sometimes guys will settle because it's easy, it's easy to attain. It's like going to the bodega to get batteries. I don't gotta go to PC Richard or Best Buy. I'll just go to 99 I'll just go to 99 cent store to bodega and buy some one dollar batteries. And I'll be turned on. So no offense to this mistress. I don't think she's Marilyn Monroe. She's just you know, more than likely a pair of $1 batteries. And to be honest, aren't we all a pair of $1 batteries to someone? To someone? But yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen for her. And I felt bad for her too, you know, because she called in. You know, no one ever calls into the office line here at WRKM, really. At least when I'm here. And I got a phone call, and she was like, it's for this show. And I was uh, very nervous. But I really couldn't help her. I had to tell her the truth. You know, you're not that great. You know? Like, he can just get off with someone else now. And that's the thing. Like, when you're a politician, you're definitely keeping your options open. You're always looking for new constituents, a new running mate, if you will. You can replace a running mate like that when you're a politician. So she's out for sure. And if she's listening, let's not release any documents. All right. Let's not make this guy have to make a decision he wasn't intending on making. You know. It's very hard to hire hitmen, I hear. And the CIA is not going to try to get involved if he's too low level. You know, he's got to be like senator level. For them to get involved. They're not going to get involved for the everyday assemblyman or congressman. Mm-mm. So she's also got to know his worth. And what division he's in. I don't think anyone ever pays attention to that. Until it's too late. But it's interesting though. Because like she's. She's indirectly part of his NBA franchise. If you think about it. Like. I've always looked at, um, I always looked at weddings very interestingly, I feel. Because, like, I I understood why they were big deals, but I didn't see why you had such a big celebration for it. 
and it was because I was the typical man thing of you know money. Uh, you know, I want to spend money on this shit. You know, what I mean, why can't we just you know be committed? You know, because a lot of men tend to get involved in that. But to me, I always felt like the wedding was really. It gets treated like the NBA Finals, but it's really just the NBA Draft. Because you're starting a franchise. You haven't won a championship. To me, dating's just pick up basketball. You know, this is a person you like playing ball with. You meet at the court, you know, every day from these times. You're playing ball. And you can leave without there being legal action. You can just go play, pick a ball somewhere else or with anyone else, you know. So to me, dating is the pick up basketball, you know, of, of, well, of dating, of love, you know, which you just you're getting to know someone's game a little bit. I like playing with this person. They're really cool. You know, we have a lot of fun, share a lot of laughs. I don't know how serious I am, but I'm going to keep playing ball until I realize we have some real potential, you know, and over time you enter like, you know, amateur tournaments, you know, you start going to play at the rocker a little bit. You start working your way up. This is the and one mixtapes. You know? You get on the and one mixtape. That's dope. That's cool. Look at us. We're fly as fuck in the hood. We're fly as fuck on the court. Maybe we should franchise this and take it to the NBA. And that's when you're getting married. Because that's the legal documentation. You know? Now you've signed this player to your team. You are now co-captains on the same team. And I feel like while beautiful it is, a huge celebration it should not be. You're just announcing the franchise. You think when, like, matter of fact, good good example, when boats, when they finish, like, building boats, they don't have huge parties. They just bring a little glass on the side and go, yeah, it's good. A little ceremony, we all clap, yay. We're good. You want to know why? Because they learned from the Titanic, bruh. They learned, well, this ship's unsinkable, unsinkable my ass. Where's it at now, though? Where's it at now, though? Hmm? You know? So I think we should apply the same logic to weddings. Just have a simple press conference. You know? Guy comes out, you know, girl comes out, they're sitting there. And, you know, it's like people they know, too. Like, get, like, your best Instagram and Facebook friends who are, like, really good at that shit. Because they're going to make sure the news spreads. And the parents are on both sides. It's a simple, you know, backdrop. You're like, hey, listen, um... This is a huge day um, in our history. Um, it is not every day you witness the birth of something. Um, but we are here to witness the birth of a brand new franchise uh, here in, let's just say, New York. Um, we're really proud um, to be presenting this franchise. We think we have two players who are really good and can work well together and can win multiple championships. Uh, we have the funding. We have... You know, the the vision, you know, and we have the staff, you know, the support staff, you know, good in-laws, you know, good friends, um, good family members. So we think this franchise can be possibly successful and we're here to win. Um, it's just it's about getting out there, uh, making most of your minutes. Uh, you know, we, we go hard in the gym every day. We practice every day. You know, there is no tomorrow. You know, there's only today and, you know. We gotta get done for this game, but we think this franchise can go some places, you know. And uh, we're announcing that uh, we have this certificate in which we have both signed, and this legal man has signed for this franchise. 
you know, and to mark the occasion, we ha- I have gotten her a ring. We have these rings, actually, and you put them up, you know, and they're just like, you know, they're cool rings. You just want cool rings. The whole point is a press conference, really. You with these cool rings, um, and then when you put them together, you know, they're like, when they connect, they make a sound, you know, because, you know, or when you do that, it explodes because we're on fire right now. Um, we're on fire and we're going to be a hell of a franchise. And that's a commitment that we're making here today. Oh, any questions, you know, and then you just take questions from your friends. Like, what does this mean? You know, for hangout time, are you going to be available? You're not going to be available. That's a great question. Um, I am going to schedule my time in a way where I can balance both work, family and friends. Um, it is going to be difficult at first because new regiment, for this franchise, but we will get there. You know, there are efforts being made. You know, we we hear the fans, you know, we hear our admirers, you know, what it is they need from us as a franchise, and we're going to make it happen. You know, we want to keep as many eyes on us as possible, so definitely take a look at the Instagram to know when we're available and when we're on vacation, and give us a call. You know, definitely give us a call, you know, and attend some games. And see what we're up to. Because this franchise is going to go higher and higher. But we will be making time for friends. Making time for friends. You know, like, just take the questions of the crowd. The people who really love you. That's what a wedding should be. A nice little press conference. You know. I would, I would, I should do that. I should forego a wedding and go press conference. It'd be, no one would expect it. No one would expect it. And plus, it would probably save a lot of money. (laughs) <laughs> save some cash because think about it why should a franchise start in debt why should a franchise start in debt that do sound right to me and what if you signed the wrong player and you find out when you're after your franchise tagged them that to break up that franchise it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard on the fans and the support staff so you got to me, you got to be. Re- Let's keep the expectations a bit, you know, low here. You know, just have a simple, small press conference. You know, keep the expectations relative, you know, to what you can afford at the moment. And then you celebrate like 10 years or 20 years together or married because you're a dynasty now. You know, you're a, fr- you're a real franchise. You've lasted you know, that's a huge, that's a huge thing to celebrate in my eyes. You know, to me, the, 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 the amount of time you've been together with somebody is fucking dope. Whenever I hear couples been together a long time, I get happy about it. It's like, wow, those people found a way to make this franchise work when there was no attendance, when the players were injured, when, you know, the playoffs didn't seem in sight. And when times were a little shaky, they, they made it, you know. Now some franchises stick around for 30 years and, and, and fall apart. And that does happen, you know, but. I bet you they had wish they'd gone with the press conference after that, you know, instead of the huge wedding. But that's what people should do. Have a press conference instead of a wedding. And this mistress, um, you're part of a franchise, but you're not really on the team. You know, you're just, you're an associate of the franchise. You know, you're a friend of you don't really matter here. So you might want to move on 
and play. Because it's interesting because like he's almost like this politician. He's almost like Skip to my Lou and and one because he's playing both NBA and street ball. So it's like, damn. You know. It's only you know, remember um Boardwalk Empire, Bobby, they were talking about how you can't be half a gangster. I don't think you can be half a street legend. I don't think you can be half a street legend. When we come back, more love advice from the darkness. We're going to save some lives tonight. On Christmas, people were asking, Ralph, I'm alone on Christmas. What should I do? And we suggested to them that they should be going to Coogler's Tavern in the Northern Bones. Now we said there was a possibility someone was getting alcohol poisoning. Guess what? Someone did. But they didn't die. And that's the part Kuglers wants you to remember. No one died. People got sick. Someone got poisoned. But no one died. And there were no harassment complaints at all about the staff this year. So, with the success of that event, they are coming out with another event for this Valentine's Day. If you are lonely, if you are single, Coogler's Tavern has you again. Let's be honest. Who wants to be alone on Valentine's Day? It's not cool. And I know a bunch of singles get together to hang out to try to make it cool. It's not. Um, you've seen rom-coms. It's depressing. You don't do it. If you're alone on Valentine's Day, are you a loser? Not really. Your circumstance can make you not a loser, depending on what's happened. But if someone has decided you are so unattractive, they don't want to be with you on Valentine's Day. Well, what are you going to do? The best way to deal with that is to go to a bar, get liquored up, and maybe meet somebody interesting. Definitely wear protection. You know, lots of STDs flying out there. Apparently, it's a big boom since after the pandy. So, don't let there be a pandy in your panties. You know what I mean? You know, don't be a fool. Wrap the tool, fellas. It's Valentine's Day. And Cougar's Tavern, once again, because no one died last time and everyone was chill, they are back with the two for one. 8 o'clock to 11. You know? And I, and I want to specify. No one died last time they did it. There was sickness, but not death. And, you know, you, you take what you can get. I mean, what else are you going to do? Why not risk your life on Valentine's Day? There's nothing else going on for you. What else are you risking? Being being alone and, and being sad, that's safe and boring. You know what that's like. You do it the other 300-something nights out of the year. Why not make Valentine's Day sexy? Why not wear that dress you've been thinking about? Why not wear that, that damn dope-ass suit you've been having on the sideline going one day? When it's game time, it's going to be game time. Like, Put it on and get out there. Armor up. It's a war out there. 
no matter your gender, no matter what you're interested in, Kuglers will guarantee you at the very least, someone will be drunk enough to go home with you. That's a terrible thing to say. But Kuglers has told me to say that on this ad read. I do what I'm told. I, they pay me, I do it. So, hey, Kuglers, Valentine's Day, two, four, one, someone is going to sue. And don't you want to be there so you can be part of the court case? Don't you want to be there so you can walk in going, you know, I heard about this, this bar on local WRKM television show, This Will End in Darkness. Make sure to get a plug for me. You know what I mean? Come on. Hook a guy up. I got you into a court case unknowingly. And everyone wants to be part of a court case. We also had a movie, Runaway Jury. It's fire. It's flames. If you haven't seen it, you're a loser. So if you choose not to go to Cougars, though, watch Runaway Jury. It's a really good movie. Go to Cougars. It paid up front again. Oh God, go. You know, as we were playing the ad read for Kuglers, Bobby asked me, what do I think men and women want? And to be honest with you, I, I, men and women, yeah, like it, it's the oldest um, thing in the book. They're different. They, they focus on different things. Like men are from Mars, women are from Venus type shit. Like I, I used to get annoyed by it as well when I was a kid because I'm like, that doesn't really help me any. You know, you're just telling me it's impossible. But the thing is, it's not necessarily impossible. It's really just coming down to understanding what it is they're looking for, right? And I think I cracked the code. Now, I'm not saying I'm some kind of expert. But, I mean, who else are you going to listen to? Andrew Tate's not around. He's out. I'm in. And I'm a lot nicer than Andrew Tate. I'm not going to yell at you. Even though he's highly aggressive with everything he says. I can only imagine him ordering food really aggressively. But I think at the end of the day, women just want competence. They just want to know a dude is competent. That's it. Hey, you're charming, cool. You're good looking, cool. But can you, but can you take care of yourself? Like, am I going to have to worry about you? Am I going to have to clean up after you all the time? Like, are you incapable of surviving if something happens to me? Can you take care of me? And I know that's the whole security blanket kind of idea that's always been thrown around. But I do think there is a, a level of attraction that women have to competence. Like, when a dude does, it doesn't matter what a dude does. I've seen girls mark out. For a Wall Street dude, I've seen girls mark out for a guy who was really good at making wooden bird sculptures. You know, like a guy who's just good with crafts. You know, because when a man has dedicated himself to some kind of skill, no matter what it is, they go, he's put some time in. You know, he's not like the rest of these dudes who's just like, you know, walking around. He's put some time and learned something. So if he's learning this skill, he can learn a whole lot more. And maybe I can hook him into how to have a situation with me and he'll be willing to learn and adapt. He'll be all right. 
he'll adapt to having a two two people in the same home cohabitating all the fucking time. It's a competence thing. You know, can you fucking function? Do I need to bipedal robot you like a fucking Gundam? That's it. Just competence. I'm going to tell you, all right, some real shit about competency, man. I recently learned how to make quesadillas, bro. Recently learned how to make quesadillas. Let me tell you, when I cook, my girlfriend notices, bro. She notices. And she likes it. Let's just put it that way. She likes it. All right. You know, there's more hugs. There's more affection. Because guess what? I was competent. And I fed the house, bro. I'll prove it to you right now, man. I'll prove it to you right now, right? I'm going to tell you how I make quesadillas, bro. All right. Here's what I do. I go to the store. And I get me two packages of meat. Because I want to make sure it's signed extra for the next day. That's how I handle it. I know the amount of meat I need. What's it going to take to get the job done? And I specifically want 90% lean. Because it helps with the draining of the grease. You don't want greasy meat with your quesadilla. No. Because what you're going to do is, you're going to take that meat you just cooked. Put it back in the pot. One fourth cup of water, some Ortega taco seasoning. And you're gonna let that simmer for another six, I mean, never seven, eight, depending on how high you get the flame. And I do like my flames pretty damn hot. But then you wanna make sure that the, the, the meat gets really cooked, you know? It gets really taken care of, well seasoned, not a dry spot amongst the meat. All flavored up. Then you're going to take that meat. And you're going to put it on a nice round tortilla. Spread it out, bro. Spread it out. Don't just be dumping it on there. No, 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 no. Take the time. Really expand the circumference. You know what I mean? Let them know. That you know how to make the most of what you got. If you put too much meat in your quesadilla, to me, you're overcompensating. But a real man knows the right amount of meat. Then you're going to take that tortilla, lay it on the grill. I have a George Foreman grill. So my shit gets cooked quick. Then you're going to sprinkle just a bit of cheese. You want just enough cheese? You don't want to make it too cheesy now. Depends on the preference. But you want it cheesy enough that it's starting to pull apart. That's what you want to do. And then take some of that hot Ortega sauce. Little drips all over. All over. And then you're going to put the other, case, the other tortilla on it. And then the grill's going to go down. And now it's cooking. And it's merging. It's becoming one item of food now because in life and in love it's all about the layers becoming one right there bro I got the ladies hot because not only did I demonstrate value 
and now I can cook. I made it matter on an intellectual and emotional level, bro. Competence. It's all women want, man. It's all women want. But then people ask, what do men want? And honestly, speaking as a man, what we want is silence. That's what all men want. Silence. It's why if you, you catch a dude, right? Sometimes we just stare out into space. We just stare out into space. And people are always concerned when you stare out into space. Not really. You're not really there. You're just floating around. Women always ask, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And it's like, yeah, it's okay. Because for a brief moment, I have to think of anything. There was nothing to worry about. Nothing to have anxiety about. None that needed doing right away. White noise. Blankness. When a man reaches blankness, we're almost overloaded by it. We're almost overloaded by it. When a man has no thoughts, it's, it's like the first time in a long time where he realized, oh, I can think of anything right now. I can just think of whatever I want to think of and be happy. And have fun with those thoughts. They're not life and death thoughts. It's why men get goofy. You know? It's why look at our emotions, our emotions so are extreme. For sports, we go damn near deficient. Go! Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! Like, think about it. We become cavemen again. Because it's an extreme sense of joy of watching our team do something. It's why men get really fucking miserable. That's the other extreme. Now you're Archie Bunker. You know, not good. Not good. Because deep down, we are looking for the pure moment. A pure moment doesn't require us to do some kind of trade. Engage in some kind of bullshit within the world. So when we're blank like that, we're overloaded with the possibility of so many thoughts that we don't go anywhere. We just zone out. We're just. We're so shocked that we are having a, a new idea at that moment. It, it, it fucks with our OS system and we're highly aware our OS system doesn't work. We men, men tend to rewatch movies a lot. Men tend to rewatch TV series a lot or replay games a lot because we know that experience doesn't require too much mental effort. We're just going through the motion. But to have a new thought fries up our fucking CPU, man. And I think that if men were granted more silence, we would achieve more things. Think about it. Men know what I'm talking about. You'll be on the cusp of a new idea. Something really good's going on. You're like, wait a minute, like, healthcare for all does make sense. Oh man, there is a rape culture in America. Oh my God, this country is falling apart. I really should have considered Hillary Clinton four years ago. And then just as you're about to reach some kind of peak fucking, you know, epiphany about life. Oh my God, did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? This thing happened. Look at this thing that happened. 
I can't believe that happened. What happened? Oh my God, this girl I know, like, she she was walking down the street and like she tripped and fell. Like, that's crazy, right? And I'm like, yeah, cool. And you try to go back to that thought, it's gone. It's gone. Because you were distracted. Because there was no silence in that moment. She took that silence away from you. She has anything. She has no idea. She has no idea she's done it. You could have been curing all society's ills in that moment. But she had to yap. It's damn shame. Because that man could have really fixed things. But no. Look at this thing. Look at this thing that happened. Took away all his thoughts. Poof, gone. And that's why we want silence. Because when it's silent, new considerations come through. But they just... I guess what I'm trying to say is, ladies, if you can, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Now, I would never tell my girlfriend to shut the fuck up. I want to make that fucking clear right now. I would never tell her to shut the fuck up. And I don't have to tell her to shut the fuck up either. All right? Or I wouldn't... I still wouldn't say it if I could. But I... But I don't have to say it because we enjoy being silent together sometimes, you know. We'll sometimes be watching a TV show in comfortable silence. And then something will pop in my head, a new idea. And who do I share it with? Her. Because she's the person next to me. Oh, my God. This thing just came into my brain. I'm feeling things. I've had time to process trauma. It's scary because I was left in silence for a little bit. I can now be fixed. <laughs> or I can fix something. You can you help me? You know? Couples need to learn to live in silence a bit more. Not everything needs to have a conversation or there doesn't have to be noise drowning out everyday life, you know? Like I used to date people who were too chatty. And it's like, where are you too chatty for? Like I'm the chatty one already. I don't think we need two chats. And I'm not even gonna chat now because you're chatting too much. Now maybe that's selfish. But you gotta pump the chatty down. Bring the chats to a min. To a mim. I'm not even pronouncing words anymore, dude. I was gonna do the first three letters of them now. Because I'm a fucking prophet. But that's really what it is. Competence and silence. If men can just give women the competence they deserved, then women could be fucking quiet for a few minutes so we can have some new thoughts. That's, that's all I'm thinking. It keeps them quiet being competent. Be competent. You know? It comes down to the two anxieties I think men and women have. You know? Men, I think, have an anxiety of, let's not change anything. Everything's going fine as it is. There's no need to change anything. Everything's great. Everything's dope. It, and think about our conversations as men. That guy's good, but he's no this. Or this movie is good, but it's no this. We're always pointing at something that we had or has reaffirmed our identity, has reaffirmed something for us. And nothing's ever good enough for for us other than that. Top Gun's the best. That's it. Uh, you know, never consider any other movies. But that's how it works. Men, when we find things that work and function and make us feel a certain way, we hold on to them. They're like they're like Ash's Pokeballs. It's allowed to carry six Pokemon. Those six are the essentials. We have an essential six items that we're always carrying, whether it be movies, music, something we heard one time on TV that sounded smart, a book we read once. That's we're only carrying six items. 
because we want to keep reality very simple. Women have a different kind of anxiety. Their anxiety is things could always be better. And they're not wrong. It's not a wrong anxiety to have either because sometimes things can be better. This is why you get into those situations where like your girl will tell you to move something so she can see how it looks somewhere else. And you know damn well it's going back to the original place. It's going back to the original place. It's not going anywhere. It's going right back. You're doing it for the sake of doing it. And it drives a man crazy. But that's her anxiety playing out. What if this looks better over there and I'm missing out on that opportunity to be for us to be the best, our living space to be the best it can be? Men trying to maintain, women trying to upgrade. We have to meet in the middle. So when she does tell you to move shit, move the goddamn thing. Be a good man and move it. Even if it means you gotta move it back again, who cares? You've satisfied a level of anxiety. Now she knows she has an answer. She will move on with her day. And you can go back to whatever you were doing. Hopefully having new thoughts in silence. I think men and women aren't that complicated. There's just key things you gotta give a little bit. Right? Well, that dumbass song. Who wrote that shit? Don't even look it up. I don't give a damn. But give a little bit, man. Give a little bit of your love to the other person if you want. Then they I could be wrong. Look how many of those millionaire, billionaire marriages go on for years and it's all built on money and promises of company stock and the summer palace. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know shit. You know, I'm just a guy figuring it out. I'm just a guy talking shit. That's all. But I think, you know, I've been with my girl about, you know, six, seven years now. I think I'm a vet. I've played enough street ball. I know how the court works, bro. I know a full court press when I see one. I know a 4-3 zone. I know what I'm doing. We're just, you know, looking for crowdfunding to get this franchise off. You know what I mean? Try to crowdfund this franchise, bro. It's going to be a fly franchise when when you see the logo, bro. Get ready. Get ready when you see the logo and me and my girl franchise up. Y'all ain't ready. The logo gonna be fire. The merch? The merch? Don't start, bro. Don't start. But that's what it is, you know? Learn. You gotta learn your players, man. As long as you know your players and your franchise, you'll be fine. And as long as both sides try to come to a common ground, you'll always be, you'll always be all right. Yeah, I come to common ground. There's a lot of arguing I see going on between men and women on the socials. Enough of that. That's corny. Let's start being on each other's side, man. Let's start figuring, hey, listen, I got this thing going on, but you got that. Let's trade resources. There are no solutions. Just trade-offs, baby. Make a trade. Make a trade with someone this Valentine's Day. Make a trade. Tell the person you love, hey, this thing I do annoys the shit out of you. I know that. I will trade this if you drop that other thing. Now we're having franchise negotiations. You know, you don't like that game a lot. All right. I'm cutting down the hours. But. Maybe you can sometimes join in on the gaming. Just saying. Maybe you can join me. We can play a two player game. Have fun together. 
negotiations, time is a currency both of you have. And both of you are very, 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 what's the word? Precious about spending it. Always remember that in a relationship. People have time as a currency, precious currency. You do not want to lose any of it because then that becomes regrets. So negotiate with time. Once you've conquered time and space, relationships can be good. Was that good advice, Bobby? I feel like it was. I don't think it was. It was probably terrible. I guess to close out tonight, we'll talk about someone else who happened to call in to WRKM and who I tried to help on the on the hotline. He was a guy who was in love with a I think she's an e-girl. She's like on Twitch and stuff like that. And you know, they've been dating for a bit. And she's pretty popular, he tells me. She's a popular e-girl on TikTok and Twitch. So I was like, okay. I wanted to infer more so we can start a controversy, but he was smart enough to know I was digging. And some would say it's a very horrible thing I was trying to do. I'm trying to get like some views, bro. Like, come on. Like, this has to work out because that other thing didn't work out. So, but he was telling me, I think, you know, I think my girlfriend might be conducting a psyop. And I was a little concerned. You know, psyops are very dangerous. You know, they affect full communities. And the government is trying to sell you on something when they're pulling off a PSYOP. So what's the PSYOP for? And I didn't think e-girls would be the next source of PSYOP. But then you think about, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood, they sold lots of government propaganda. Why not influencers and Twitch streamers? You know, there was this thing called the Internet like Research Agency in fucking um, Russia. And they were like using like social media to like fuck with us. And they were like, they, and one of the their more claims to fame was they were able to manage to get both a BLM group page they were in control of and a All Eyes Matter group page they were in control of to meet at the same protest and protest each other. That's how deep in this shit they were. Like Russia was going hams. So it's not surprising that his, his e-girlfriend might be a psyop, but I was wondering what was it for? And he told me the military and he sent me her TikTok, which I checked it out. You know, I checked it out. I'm a guy, you know, checking out content. You know I mean, I'm not there for the, the thirst. I'm there for research. That's what I was there for. And it was a lot of like, you know, cute girls in the military doing cute things. Trying to make it seem like it's not that hard over there. That's actually kind of fun, you know? It's fun going overseas, conducting secret wars and shit. And he asked me, he's like, what do I do if she's involved in a PSYOP? He's like, I don't, I don't agree with the PSYOP philosophy she's throwing out, trying to get more people to join the army by making it look cool on TikTok. And I told him, well, you have, you have a few options. You know, you can break up with her, which he shouldn't because she's a hot e-girl. You know, those don't just date anybody. You know, they're very particular. You don't want to lose a hot, you know, Twitch streamer. You don't, you know, especially for a guy like this, his interests are very limited. So if you can find an e-girl or a Twitch streamer who likes the same exact things you like, you might want to keep her or you can start blackmailing her 
um, for money uh, if if he no longer cares about her, of course, you know. How strong are your morals are for the PSYOP? I don't know. Maybe you want to get some cash out of her going, listen, I'll keep this secret, but you got to throw me a little, little allowance here and there, you know. Maybe he's got to do that. Or you still blackmail her, but not to hurt her. You blackmail her to demonstrate your value to the CIA. Hey, I can be an asset. Look at me. I got close to this beautiful um, Twitch streamer. She's doing a PSYOP for you. I found out about the PSYOP. I have documents about the PSYOP. What's up? Can I be an agent? And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, they got you stationed in Argentina and you're taking down the government there. You got to think about these things. You know, you can't let your politics and your feelings get in the way of future involvement in the world or or the future of your relationship. He needs to stay with this Twitch streamer. I would stay with her um, because there's so many levels to it. Because she's doing a psyop, you're part of a psyop. Most people don't get part. Most people don't get to be part of psyops. You know, most people just go to work and die. But you're part of a fucking government psyop. The, f- the fuck are you complaining about? I wish I was part of a government psyop. Which you know, in future episodes, maybe I will be. You know, maybe one day I'll tow the party line and people will be like, "He's a psyop now," and I'm like, "Well, I'm a psyop." You know, like. Whatever pays the bills and buys the house. You know what I mean? After a while, you have to start thinking about your future. And I am down to be owned by the government or China or Russia. Whoever comes first. We're this this podcast and myself, we are open to all deals on the table. But nothing says love, really, like blackmailing your Twitch stream psyop girlfriend for the military and finding a way for you to now be a government asset. So now there's two sources of government funds into the home because you know she has a twitch stream thing you're taking down governments and you come home from time to time think about the amount of money you're bringing into the household then so i would say think about that in regards to this psyop girlfriend and apparently it's a big thing yeah like there's a huge theory going on i want to really dissect it one day about like how these twitch streamers are now performing like a psyop for pro military enlistment and shit we gotta dig deep into it when someone brought this to me i was very i was very confused but i'm interested but i definitely see the play here you're gonna want to blackmail her to become a government asset i've always wanted to be a government asset man from like since the age of like 12 and i first started watching spy movies i always wanted to be a government asset i would love to spy on like my fellow americans if i could that would be the fucking dopest job imaginable. Maybe now in this era of, look, of looking for a new place to work, we'll look at the CIA and see if they have any openings. Um, the podcast might come back to bite me in the ass, but maybe they'll go, hey, let's sponsor this dude. Let's jack up his numbers and get him on the right shows so he's a government-approved expert. The dullest episode's going to be a problem. They're going to want to pull me into a chamber for that. What can you do? You know, life, love, all of it. Confusing. But it makes life worth living, I guess. Because that makes uh, this week's episode of This Blend in Darkness. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. I did. I had a lot of fun today. Um, Have a lovely Valentine's Day. Um, I want to wish my girlfriend a happy Valentine's Day. I love her to death. You know, we're going strong. Really happy about that. Really happy about that. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I like to get like, you know, 
mushy about it because it just is what it is. You know, it's so part of my life um, that I'm happy about it and I don't want to lose it. So I'm going to shut the fuck up immediately. We might have to edit parts of this episode, but um, no, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Um, even you lonely fucks, uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. I love you. Um, you're watching. So of course I love you. Um, I love you more than I love most people. If you watch these episodes and I know there's quite a few of you that do. So thanks a lot. You know, maybe someday I'll get to buy you all some flowers. But then again, I think we all know how this one is going to end.